So first things first, Marlon, how are you? I am I'm tired, <laughs> but happy. Happy to be back on out in the world, out on tour. There was a couple of years where, where your life, or at least your profession, was kind of decimated in a way. Uh, being back on tour now, and then touring with uh, Lord of All mm. People, and then seeing those kind of audiences, what, what has that kind of transition been from being really busy and touring to two years of nothing to being busy again? Yeah, it's very stark, stark contrasts. You know, it's and especially yeah, especially coming back into a being part of this big you know machine of the Lord tours. It's it's kind of nice, you know, it's, <laughs> I'm, because I'm not. I'm not pushing, I'm supporting, so I'm not having to front the energy and be the main right. the main motivator. So it's, yeah, I'm sort of like just sliding in the, easing back into it, but within a big machine with a with a great audience every night. So it's it's very, um, I feel very lucky to, to be able to re-emerge this way. What have, because obviously for, for everybody almost, the last couple of years have been times of reflection and kind of taking stock of where you are. Mm. Uh, how did you look at what you've done up till that point? And as I mentioned, I think you were quite heavily touring uh, mm. a, a number of years before. Uh, so so how, did you kind of take stock and think about what, what it is that you wanted out of this music thing? Yes, I mean, I've, I've never been good at um, introspecting in that way, okay. you know, it's that's I'm always a very sort of uh, just more id than ego. It's just <laughs> just pure sort of going for until it until I had obstacles, you know. And the obstacle of a of a pandemic was it was a good one, you know, a good one to yeah, as, as you say, to to sit down and be forced forced by the world to take stock, and you know, it's yeah, I've been. Spending time with my parents and and realizing how how the, how little I've been around okay. up until this point, you know, it's it's not until you stop that you can really get a let the dust settle and look, get a good picture of things. So it's yeah, I think it's you know you you find a find positives out of this kind of stuff, and that's one yeah one of the, the main one is that I'm like I love being home and I love mm. yeah it's precious it's precious to spend time with the ones you love and, and had to make the time and it and, you know you need to make it otherwise it won't happen yeah because one thing I find interesting then is uh, you've you've uh, dabbled your toe into some acting as well and then kind of going into that direction so so in terms of creative expression is it, has music always been kind of the main thing or was was that, was there always another side to it um, well I don't know I've always been interested in the the bigger picture of things, you know, mm. not you know, sound, music and sound are just one part of a, of the the spectrum of uh, of experience. So it's, I think, just from a from the most fundamental point of view, it's, yeah, it's it's, it's finding new and novel ways to uh, to think about the world and to and to play with it. Mm. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm not. You know, I, I, I've always been a musician, but it's never been a sort of categorical, like, um, hard line, you know. So I've um, always felt very open to just try different things out. And, right. Yeah. 
Now, going back to kind of the, the, the in-between period, because you released an album, Plastic Bouquet, with uh, mm. Casey and Clayton, <coughs> which you, I suppose, weren't able to tour or anything, so it kind of maybe was lost in the, the ether yeah. in a way. Uh, so, so with what kind of mindset did you start working on what would eventually become My Boy? Mm. Um, well, it was, it's, it's, it was a fractured, fractured process, you know, it's very... Some of those songs, some of the songs on My Boy are, have their seed in as far back as 2018, 2019. Okay. So, and then some of them I wrote at the very last week of being in the studio. So, so it's you know it, it's definitely feels like I'm, I have to look look back on it myself and and at the body of work and, and what well, the collection this collection of songs and be like and I don't know sort of pull it apart myself and. You know, it's yeah. It was a very disparate process. Mm. So it's, but you know, but I've sort of come to uh, come to uh, be comfortable with that sort of disparate uh, process of just and knowing that whatever that is identifiable about me or consistent about me will hopefully come through, and regardless of stylistic or you know thematic shifts within the record. Well, that's interesting that you say that because that, I, this was either on the website or in the bio or something. But it was uh, the rest. Uh, the album was mentioned as being more playful, uh, shape-shifting creature. And mm. in terms of what you just now mentioned, kind of having that diversity. But when I listen to the album, the thing that always ties it together, obviously, is your vocals mm. and the way you use your voice. So, is that something you place emphasis on, or is it just the way it turns out in a way? Yeah, I think I just. You know, from from the inside, you you feel like you're a million different things. You know, you you feel you feel completely malleable and and yeah and inconsistent. Mm. But of course, you know, like people who know you as a person will be like, oh yeah, they're like this. They do this. They they have this weird tick they do <laughs> when they're like when they're nervous or something. Sure. You know, so it's. You're, it's a lot more simple and, and consistent from the outside looking in than than it is from the other way. So I think I think that's a realization that has helped me a lot. Okay, and, and thematically then, because the previous album was was pretty much a breakup mm. record, and now there's there's other things on your mind, I suppose. So, so how do you filter through all those lived experiences and kind of is is that also an automatic thing that whatever you write, you kind of later figure out what it, what you're writing? Yeah, I mean, and sometimes I don't. You know, okay. sometimes I don't figure it out either. It's and it, you know, it can take years to okay. to properly for the dust to settle, and for you know, there's still songs on that I wrote years and years ago that, and maybe it's because you know, it's I'm not the same man who walked, mm. stood in the same river, but but um, yeah, it's just I think it will constantly surprise you, and so it's just it's uh, yeah, it's not worth trying to get too caught up <laughs> caught up in you know what's what it all means. It's just. Just let it wash. <laughs> well, but is it then a, I don't know if this is the right word, but kind of like a purge for you where you, where you kind of have to, to get these thoughts out and then you can you move on? To yeah, I think, I think so. It's a different, you know, it, it's, it's something about um, it's either con- some sort of confession or some sort of, yeah, some sort of bringing into the light that you get, it's sort of, yeah, and then, you, and then the world will go, okay. And then you move on and do something else again. Okay, you know, it's, it's, I don't know. It's just the, the transformation from from 
the, the darkness into the light is like is the process, and then it's once that's done, you're off. Okay. Off back in the dark. But this this process then, because uh, obviously as a, as an artist and it can be any creative artist, you're kind of at the mercy of of, of the public in a way. You, you're putting yourself out there you know, for for others to judge. Mm. So have you been always been comfortable, or do you do you not pay attention a lot to that? And how what's? Oh, you've got to be careful with how you, how you relate to that. You know, it's it's you know I was thinking about it, especially watching. You know, like what Lord or or mm. people in the who are in the pop world or who are, have some sort of part of that world. It's where you're really uh, some sort of super signal for other people to put their True. experience into. And it's you've got to be careful how much you're a, just a satellite reflecting, and or and then how much of yourself you're putting into it. I think it's it's a delicate balance, and mm. it's you can become yeah too obsessed with with being the satellite and forget to like put out your own signals mm. um not that i'm saying like i think lord does an incredible job of doing of of um you know reinventing and 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 laying the breadcrumbs you know but um but yeah it's just it's just an interesting thing to to notice Have you ever been swayed by kind of the the industry, so to say, or, or have you always been quite even keeled? Oh, I mean, the fun of the game it has its own charms, you know. <laughs> it's like, you know, I'm it's, I'm never going to be a pop star, but it's to play and to play with those tropes and to uh, just for the yeah for the sake of curiosity and novelty to dip your toe in is mm. enjoyable. I think for me, it doesn't. I don't feel some any sort of artistic crisis. <laughs> at the cold face of it, you know. No, but that's that's what I find uh, again interesting about this this new record, My Boy. It's it, it is very eclectic, and there are elements of all kinds of music. There's one I wrote next to it, funky R and B ish, and then mm. there's there's another one, uh, uh, Morning Crystals, which is, is I suppose the most country ish song. And yeah. Then, so, so there's also all these different, and as you mentioned, there's some pop sensibilities here and there. So. Are you very conscious of how you write, or how does a song generally start? Is it just you on the guitar and just just? No, it's, it normally just starts in my head, and it's okay. uh, and it will often stay there for weeks. You know, it'll just it'll just be a, a hook or whatever, and then I sort of I'm, I don't know. I'm a little superstitious about committing things to paper or okay. to for the phone or, what, or anything. You know, it's I feel like it's as soon as it. I find it hard to edit and to mm. um, to self-edit, so I try and do as much of the work in my head before it comes out, and then from there it's it's sort of once it's out, it's it it very much uh, I don't know I feel very I, like I'm a, just trans transcribing from that point on. Okay. So it's but and interestingly I have collaborated a lot and written a lot with other people, which is a whole other kind of process because <laughs> sure. you're. You know, that's I, it. Really feels like a completely different thing to to write with someone else because you're having to socialize at the same time. You know, do, do you enjoy that, or do you prefer something like this where it's just insular and you can just kind of focus on, on your own? Oh, well, there's, there's a special sweetness to to the introspection and doing it that way, but it doesn't always yield results. You know, mm -hmm. the the good thing about the social pressure of co-writing <laughs> is that yeah, there's someone in front of you going. 
what he did, what, you know, <laughs> <laughs> which is great. No, but it's, uh, you mentioned kind of not uh, liking that, you, that or not editing yourself that much, mm. that you kind of wait until the, an idea is fully formed to, uh, wait before you commit to it. So are you, in that sense, very tough on yourself or very, very, uh, do you set the bar high for yourself? I think so, uh, yeah. I think I, well, it's, it's, yeah, I think I have to be because of that, that, that fact that I, I can't, uh, yeah, I, once I sort of lose touch with the with the possibility of change after mm. a point, so I've, uh, has, it does have to be a bit tough <laughs> on the inside before it happens. What song on the record uh, did you have kind of the the complete image of uh, the quickest in a way? Well, where, where, where it kind of solidified? Okay, this is it. Yeah, well, I think you know, I think my boy, the song is just it's such a such a simple song mm. and it's and I've always found those ones the most pleasurable because they're the, they demand the least from me and they're the most they sort of just tell me to sit down and say I'll, I'll handle it you know so it's, <laughs> it's, yeah it's it, everything follows once you've got that the hook or whatever it is in your head it's it's yeah it's very sort of just very relatable to be able to find every other part of it and that one yeah that song happened in you know in that couple of hours, okay. an hour or two. Okay. So it's just, yeah, that, they're always the most pleasurable because it's, yeah. And is it then you just by yourself somewhere in the world and then, and then just that thing coming in and then focusing on it for a couple of hours and then there it is? Yeah, okay. pretty much. Uh, yeah. Sometimes it's more difficult than that, but, but for the, something like that, my boy, yeah, just, and it's, yeah, it's just, it's very pleasurable to just, yeah, get like the, the Ikea packaging like <laughs> with all the instructions like laid out and say okay I can I don't have to think I can just be part of the process you know right and as we mentioned then perhaps later on you might hear something in it or see something in it that you might have not realized at the time so so how do you see my boy now I don't know how, how long ago it was that it was written mm. yeah what's I, there's some there's a there's a um, there's an opaqueness to it I, that I you know I find it hard to It's although it is very simple. Mm. It's there's some there's a weird there's a weirdness to it. You know, <laughs> it, thematically, it's a I can't quite put my finger on what it's about either. You know, which is which is nice. It's nice not to. Be, it's a musically simple song, but yeah, there's there's a. I'm sure it'll it'll unfold itself and unpackage itself in weird <laughs> ways again over time. And you know, in a couple of years, I'll be like, oh shit, <laughs> I see. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's interesting because another thing that I noticed, and then perhaps you've always done this, but that I particularly noticed it with this record is that there's a lot of space in it. There's the, for music to to do its thing, and it's not just filled with verses and verses and, and mm. you trying to sing. And as a result, I suppose the, the songs are all kind of three minutes or, or not yeah. too much over. And then keeping things uh, well simple in a sense. Well, is that kind of the way you like to write? Or yeah, as you mentioned just I'm, now? I'm, a, I'm a little impatient. Okay. And I, you know, I've always, like I've, I've played in, or I've been in certain sort of uh, scenes where we'll sort of jam out for a long time <laughs> or like, or like you know, sort of like do me guitar stuff or... You know, and it's and it's um, I like I enjoy it, but I don't I get impatient with mm. the the cruising. You know, like I think because I you know sort of very much grew up in sort of the listening to and playing a lot of country music and bluegrass. Mm. 
there's an economics, a certain economic sort of simplicity to things where it's like, okay, here's, there's a little break here, but we've got to get back to business pretty soon because it's, you know, it's <laughs> like, and there's a, there's a sort of, yeah, that sort of formula has always appealed to the impatient part of me that was like, <laughs> no, no, come on, we've got to, we've got to keep going or else we're never going to get through the record. <laughs> this is going to be maybe too, too f- philosophical or no. too vague or something, but, but what is it that compels you to create them? Because... Uh, is it, as I mentioned earlier, is it something that that needs to get out, or do you? Uh, what is it that that kind of makes you do what yeah. you do in a sense? Every now and then, there is a there's a need, you know. Like, and then, you know, I think on the on my last on Make Way for Love, there was a a need to process mm. and to to frame things in in some way that wasn't just swimming around my head. Sure. Um, so there's you know there are there are like real personal practical needs that come out sometimes but it's just it's novelty and curiosity really that's like it's just yeah it's just playing getting getting in the sandpit and playing playing around it's there's no like i don't know yeah i don't feel like this deep deep artistic you know like (laughs) need to sure to to feed into the universe or, you know, to make it more be- beautiful or whatever. It's just, it's just sniffing, you know, sniffing okay. around and, and... Seeing what you can find. Yeah, yeah. It just comes out of being idle or, yeah, just daydreaming, you know. Well, the, the mentioning daydreaming, there's, a, there's, I think it was a line about boy, uh, my boy in the bio now. I can't remember exactly what it said, but... Mm-hmm. Um, There were there was a, a Maori strummer, and that you had kind of this fever dream of creating a complete album like that. Yeah. So so can you take me to that time, those those couple of weeks, perhaps that you were in this mindset of of. Uh, it's, it, it was a long time coming, you know. It's that that style of guitar playing is. I grew up with it, and it's it's always been around me, and I've always found it. I don't know, it's compelling in whatever way, and it's you know, and, it, and initially it sort of. It comes from the very sort of yeah, like a classic Māori, Māori world of of that sort of style, and most Māori songs have some iteration of that, okay. like more mo- modern modernish Māori songs. Um, so yeah, it just sort of, and then of course yeah, eventually if it's in your brain, it'll start leaking into what you do. And I don't know, I've, I'm really trying to be um, uh, porous with the. With cult, with cultures and with you know with the genre and just that thing of yeah it being curiosity first that leads you somewhere and not thinking about how things sit within a cultural context or sure. whatever it's just yeah it was just so it just yeah there was just a period there where it was like first my boy came came to me and it's like okay there's one and then <laughs> there's you know there's another like don't go back it's got a little bit of it too and There's, yeah, and it definitely, it's it's still in my brain. It's still part of the, okay, it's still the main thing, and so I'm sure I'll keep writing with it for a while. And you grew up in in that environment, obviously as well, and then mm. sang in that environment in a choir. So, so does that kind of uh, shape the way you sing as well? Is real music dying? What even is real music, and who are we to judge that? Well, my father is a lifelong musician, and together we've been making music for over a decade. 
In our new podcast, we dare to ask the urgent, the weird and the deep questions. And we have a lot of wild stories to tell. No matter what genres you enjoy, whether you're a musician, a producer or a listener, we invite you to discover unconventional perspectives on music. So tune in and go follow Mad Makings of Music wherever you listen to podcasts. Yeah, I think so. You know, well, yeah, I, yeah. As a choir boy, so there's the the sort of classical uh, operatic side of things, and then and that sort of ties in with with um, the Māori Māori obsession for Elvis and like okay. the crooners, you know. So it's yeah, it's a pretty easy marriage. Fair <laughs> enough. Um, there's a couple of songs I want to get into a little bit more. Like like I mentioned, there's there's uh, well, you mentioned don't, don't go back. I, I, that's the one where I wrote funky R and B ish. Mm. Uh, so that 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 feeling is it, does that you mentioned a lot of the ideas are already fully formed in in your head. So so what does the uh, studio process add to a song like that, for instance? <coughs> well, I mean, yeah, that was another part of this record is the you know there's yeah writing songs like don't go back and knowing that going to the studio that there's gonna there's a certain sort of sound that goes with that that I haven't haven't you played with a lot. So yeah, it was just and the producer Tom Healy who I was working with is, is a great you know sort of synth synth guy and great guitar player. So it was, I knew that we'd we'd have a bit of fun just finding that that world you know. So that yeah, that goes back to that novelty of being like okay, we're playing in this this zone now. So we'll bring in the synths. We'll bring in like we go find a little like weird little Cynthia Hook part, mm. just, yeah, I don't know, it's just, just sort of cosplaying in, in disco. <laughs> oh, yeah, that I wrote next to, uh, I think it was River Rival as well, synth pop, mm. kind of, so those textures that you use, are, are you completely free in what, what, what you are able to use? Yeah, yeah, okay. I, I mean, I think so, <laughs> <laughs> it feels like from, it. From your own perspective at least, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, 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 totally, I mean, it's, yeah, if it's, We've got a, there's a saying in, in Māori, um, he reo reke he tikanga, which means like sweetness, the sweet way is the right way, you know, mm. so it's just every, every problem has its own inbuilt solution that, that will make sense for it, so it's, and yeah, just follow, just follow your nose with it. Right. So, so it's, yeah, there's no, yeah, just trying to stay away from that categorical thinking of, oh no, well, that doesn't make sense, because <laughs> no one's heard me do that before, you know, whatever, it's like. Trying not to, to overthink things. Exactly, yeah. yeah Get too heady. Sounds healthy. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, with, with Don't Go Back, the, the one thing that, that I uh, kind of noted down was um, I've spoken to musicians who feel that once they attain a certain level of notoriety or that you become a public figure in a sense, mm. uh, then they feel like they have to be the life of every room they, they kind of walk into and <laughs> that kind of, the, that don't go back to the party line, that kind of r r reminded me of that. So, so have you ever felt kind of this idea that you have to live up to a certain uh, idea I've, of who I've you always are? felt that. I've, I'm a, I like, I, um, I don't know, I've, I've always felt that need to, or the anxiety to like, to keep things going or, you know, whether it's this conversation or uh, you know I feel yeah that that pressure that's just comes from inside internally 
just yeah, just like oh shit, I've got to like something's going wrong. Like someone thinks is thinking of leaving, they're having a bad time. Like <laughs> you know, and, and it's exhausting. You know, you I can imagine. You get yeah. the end of every day, and you're like oh, did I, I did it again? I'm in that <laughs> that zone where I just like yeah have to have to make like please everyone and make sure everything's everything's tickety boo. So that's, that song's about that, for sure. Yeah, because th that's interesting, because on the, obviously you, you're having quite a bit of success, and then you seem like somebody who's not really into that whole uh, Hollywood lifestyle thing, mm. but that's that's obviously part of the industry, I suppose. So, so and then you mentioned you're still living in Littleton, you, like, you realize that you do like spending time with family mm. a little bit more. So, so how do you kind of balance those two worlds where I suppose if you go to LA and do a movie shoot or, or yeah. a, a tour with Lord, that's, that's a whole, dip, in, that's a stark contrast with, with kind of, I, I think, but I don't know you, mm. uh, who you are kind of privately. Yeah, well it's, it's a battle, you know, and, it, and it's hard to come down off tours properly and it's just, it, yeah, it becomes just a, a thing of time management and allowing yourself time to to come down, you know, from, from a tour or from a shoot. Because it's, yeah, if, it can be very easy to, to stay up and and not realise that you're, you know, you're on the on the wrong end of the burn. And, you know, it's, and it, but it start, it gets, you get to that point where it's a little bit sort of, you just start feed, feeding the machine and you can't stop. And so, mm. I think, yeah, as I say, as we were going back to the pandemic, you know, just having having the world stop around you is, you know, is a blessing in disguise. Right. To for, for doing that. So yeah, but I, it's it's very sorry to interrupt. No, but it's on. very very interesting because so many artists I speak to feel that way, mm. and and that makes me think like the industry is kind of set up in a way where where artists are being exhausted they, they kind of it, it's kind of maybe it's part of the uh, par for the course but or maybe it's it's kind of now after the pandemic we can find ways to to kind of mitigate it a little bit but a, a big part of me thinks it's fundamental mm -hmm. to the to what what we're doing you know it's it's it, you're yeah by design and by just by the nature of what you're doing it's you're interacting with the the hive mind or whatever mm -hmm. And you know, and some artists completely shut themselves away from that, you know, and, and are severely introspective and you know, like the Kate Bushes of the world. <laughs> sure, sure. It's like it's like the the biggest news of the century is that she like <laughs> said something about her music, you know. So it's so clear, you know, there are there are ways, but it's but it, you know, even that the way like someone like Kate Bush stands in contrast like it's a stark contrast, and it's very, and that's a thing in and of itself. She's like publicly private, you sure. know. So it's like, yeah, I just I think it's just part of the okay part of the thing. There's one other song that I well, kind of two songs. Because, mm. uh, Soft boys make the grade, mm. and thinking of Nina first. My, my first question was: Was Nina an actual person or a specific person? Nina, <clears throat> Nina is a um, character in a TV show called The Americans, okay. which is an, uh, one, like my favorite TV show ever. Okay. So, like on FX and like the mid 2000s, I think. But um, yeah, it's just this, it's an incredible TV show about Russian KGB spies mm. living in like in suburban Washington in the 80s okay. and then they they like have this great life they've been there for 20 years and live this double life of being like waspy American citizens <laughs> and then 
an FBI agent moves in across the road and like, uh, you know, hilarity ensues. <laughs> but uh, Nina is this character who, she's a KGB spy and then she gets flipped and becomes a FBI agent and then flips back again and so and then keeps flipping <laughs> to the point where she's like you know she's completely obliterated her, her self sure. there's no self left and it's just different versions and of course you know and with each flip is like further away from being trust trustful or you know so it's yeah i just wrote the song about <laughs> it's on one level it's about it's about that it's about the you know, just yeah, obliterating, obliterating out your own identity through not through being too slippery. Mm. And then on another, another level, it's about it's about like watching it's about watching a TV show and and <laughs> and fetishizing characters and like you know and that that the white knight white knight saviorism sort sure. of syndrome that that comes over mainly men who are just like. The, the damsel in distress, you know. So, yeah. <laughs> oh, the, the line that's in there that um, uh, I believe in love is certain, uh, under certain conditions or in certain conditions. I love that line because it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's a very, it's, it's both funny but it's also kind of true for a lot of people in a lot of circumstances. Yes. So, so yeah, I do believe in love, but there's there's some some asterisks uh, to it. We use love as a yeah as a very broad broad sure. word what to you know to like express our interests and <laughs> sure. you know it's like and those people you know these people who are like free you know very sort of open and free loving but then I don't think they are as as much as they think they are. You know, I, I, I think it's a noble idea, but I think realistically it's it's yeah it's, it's a bit naive. Yeah, we're too human too human to be. Like, yeah, yeah. We're, we're, there's too much of a spectrum of, of good and evil mm. in, uh, in, in our Way humanity. Way too messy, yeah. yeah. Um, finally, uh, soft boys make the grade. Uh, soft girls too, mm. I think it's, it's kind of like yeah. after. Um, what did I write to you? Uh, no dirt on me, I see none on you. That, mm. I found that an interesting line. Yeah, well that's, that's about... Um, it sort of relates to thinking Nina in a certain way, but it's, it's about, uh, yeah, just like using it's about abdicating your own free will mm. by the use of star signs or like or whatever you know it's sure. like and I, you know i don't believe in free will ironically either but but it's <laughs> but it's you know we've, we're still uh agents who you know but and it, yeah I'm, I'm not it's not a con, not a song of condemnation at all it's you know it's just just an observation that we're you know, we we go through different new different scientific revolutions and all these things, but it's there's this we're fundamentally superstitious, mm. and which is I think is a sign of humility. You know, it's a sign, it's a way of saying I don't know what's going on <laughs> actually. Sure. sure. And I, so it's a song, it's a loving song. It's a little bit cynical and a little bit <laughs> like tongue in cheek, but it's yeah, it's just a a sort of a. Yeah, it's saying, well, we're all off the hook. We're all, we're, we're, all, we're all responsible, but we're all basically off the hook. We're doing the best we can. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, but the, the creating kind of that sonic uh, landscape, and I wrote next to this one, Lush Production, and I really feel like that, that it's true for the entire album. It feels very warm, and as I mentioned, it's kind of spacious, and you let strings uh, do their thing and all that stuff. Mm. So how do you create kind of then the sonic landscape for, for a song like that? Um, well, I think it's, you know, to, to go back to the writing process itself, it's, 
for me, it's sort of it, most of it happens internally, and then you know, yeah, and then it's sometimes there'll be surprises. You know, obviously the whatever you're limited by what's in the studio and mm. and who's around, and which is a good thing, you know. But but um, yeah, I think you know it, it's when I when I do the writing, it's a lot of the, a lot of the the sound is implicit in the writing. You know? Okay, oh, fair enough. Mm. Uh, one last question then, now that uh, everything is going back to normal or a sense of normal again, uh, are you going to make some changes in terms of how you operate in the, given kind of what happened the last couple of years or are, is that too difficult to kind of predict? Just just the, the practical changes of trying to be home more and, you know, yeah, I'm sort of, Coming back, at, yeah, I'm ex very excited to be out touring again. But but there's that that side of me that's like taking notes and saying, sure. okay, how does it feel? You know, actually, how does it feel to be out here? It's tiring. You know, you're you're a little bit older than you were last sure. time you were out. Sure. You know, you're in your thirties now. So it's, <laughs> yeah, it's just I'm just trying to trying to use the opportunity to listen a bit more. Sounds like a good idea, Marlon. Mm. May I thank you for your time? Thank you. Been great. Thank you.